Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Some things that I want to share with you, though, get into. The Holy Spirit, I told my wife, I said, uh, I told Michelle, I said, I, I plan to minister on this tonight. I said, but the last times I went to minister on this, the Holy Spirit just really showed up. And, uh, you know, the Lord said to us some number of weeks ago, actually it's been months now, last year, he said, uh, he said uh, that he was going to take those elements of, uh, he talked about our Pentecostal upbringing, and he said, and I'm going to merge it with the word of faith that you've been walking in these 30 years, Amen. And he said, they won't be able to define you. He said, the closest they'll be able to come to define you and your churches is they are churches that move in the Word and the Spirit. That's us. We move in the Word and in the Spirit. Amen? And uh, I want to uh, look at a few things tonight as it pertains to the operation of our authority. The operation of our authority. Now, you heard Brother Jeremy, the Holy Spirit, moving through him, talking about what we've been ministering on uh, these past eight weeks on uh, receiving maximum results from the Word. And... uh, not allowing the enemy, uh, Mark chapter 4, we, we taught on an in-depth today. I won't take time to reprise it, but uh, where it says uh, uh, the cares of this world, the uh, deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things, it said they choke out the word and it becomes unfruitful. And we, and we brought out today that one of the meanings of that word, uh, uh, to choke it out, means to crowd it out, crowd the word out of your life. And we talked about the Word being in the center and how those things try to push the Word to the periphery, right? And and once the Word's in the peripheral zone, then it's not the focus. And, 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 And how he does that is through distractions, right? Because in the book of Luke, the Bible says that Jesus came and he was at Martha's house, Martha and Mary and Lazarus, and, and you'll remember, it says that uh, Martha was cumbered about with serving. And we talked today how that word cumbered about means to be dragged away or distracted. Martha was dragged away from the word, right? And when she came to Jesus, she said, Master, she said, don't you care that my sister, watch, has left me to serve? The indication with that word left me is that she was one time in there helping her prepare, but she heard what was going on in the other room, and she left it, 
and went to hear the word. Right? And see, that frustrated Martha. She's not helping me. But Martha was dragged away from the word. It wasn't that what she was doing was wrong. She was dragged away from the word and became distracted. And you'll remember what Jesus said. He said, Martha, he said, you're, you're, you're busy about a lot of things. He said, there's just one thing that's needful. And Mary has chosen it. And it'll never be taken away from her. It, right? A lot of people get wrapped up in their doing. They, and what I mean by that, I'm not talking about doing the word. I mean, they get wrapped up in their doing and their doing becomes a distraction. Amen. There are people that get so busy doing in the church, they think their doing is what makes them strong. It's not your doing, it's what you're doing with the Word. It's got to be in the core. It's got to be in the center. Right? If it's in the center, then I'll be strong. But the enemy works to elbow that Word out of the center of your life. Right? And get it over here on the periphery. And then he'll try to drop something in your life, the the cares of this world. We talked about, Jeremy talked about the pressure. He said the second kind of ground was ground that was sown in stony ground. And the word was uh, uh, intentionally sown there in that stony ground. And it said that when persecution or tribulation came because of the word, immediately they were offended. You know what that means? They abandoned the word. They just, they got offended at the word. And they abandoned it. Amen. See, the enemy can't just come and take the word. He needs you to help him. He needs your cooperation. Let me remind you, he has no authority of his own. He's got to use your authority to get the job done. I'm helping you. Do you see that? And, and. And in our circles, thank the Lord, we've learned a lot about our words. We've learned a lot about what we say. But I I always caution you that you don't want to watch what you say just because it's a word of faithism, just because that's our theology. You know, word of faith people have their theology just like religion has their theology. You know, our theology is don't say nothing negative. And there are people that don't say anything negative just because they don't want to say anything negative. Why do you not want to say anything negative? Because negative words carry authority to produce negative things. Not just not to be negative. Oh boy, isn't that guy positive? No, not necessarily. He could just be parroting what he heard somebody say. The easiest thing in the world is to hear somebody say, you'll have what you say, and run out and say, oh, I'll have what I say. I'll have what I say. You will have what you say. You will have whatever you say. Now, here's what people do. They'll take that and they'll say, well, I want this good thing, and I'll have whatever I say. Well, that's part of it. But you'll have whatever you say. Is that right? You'll have whatever you say. So that same person that says, I'm believing God for this good thing, and I'll have whatever I say, and the next day they go, everything's falling apart. I don't understand what's wrong. They'll have whatever they say. 
Because the same words that carry authority to bring you the positive carry authority to bring you the negative. And they will bring it to you just as fast as they bring you the positive. Because that's the carrier of your authority. Notice here in, uh, I don't know where I told you to go, but let's go to Matthew 8. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because I've had people, they'll call you down for talking negative. And then they'll talk about how bad shape their family's in. What a hard time they're having. And they'll they'll just crucify you for saying something that they perceive as negative. Amen. One time I was preaching, and I, I was preaching to the church, and I said, Dear Lord, I mean, the people were just pulling. And I said, You will preach a man to death. And there was a lady sitting in the church, and she goes, Oh, oh, I heard her. Oh, oh, I would never say that. Same lady talk about how bad things are, how horrible things are. Amen. Are you following me? You'll have whatever you say. Good or bad, negative or positive. The Bible says that God has given us the authority and what happens when we speak is that our authority creates the fruit of our lips. If you say it, it starts being created. Now listen, not in heaven. On the earth. Matthew chapter 8. Ooh, glory. And verse 16. This is after Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. He touched her hand. The fever left her. Now, one of the gospels says he rebuked the fever. Well, how do you rebuke a fever? With your words. You tell it what to do. You speak to it. Now, now listen, I, I know I'm going to say this a lot tonight. You don't speak to it because that's what we believe. You speak to it because that's how it works. Amen. Amen. Do, do you see that? Everything in the earth, whether it's a physical thing, a spiritual thing, a a sickness, they all have ears that are tuned to the frequency of your voice. And they will all respond according to what you say. Right? When when, when the, the enemy came to the garden... And, and, you know, he, he tempted Eve, and, and we all know that she fell. Well, what did he steal from her? He stole the word. Because it was the word of God. Don't eat of that tree. And when they, when they, when they chose what he said instead of what God said, the enemy took the word. And when he got the word, notice, when he got the word, what did they realize? We're unclothed. When you forfeit the word, when you give up the word, you have no covering. Amen. You got, the Bible says that we put on the armor of light, which is the word of God. So do, do you see this? So everything in your life 
has ears whose frequency is tuned to what you say. See, it's not so much what other people say. It's what I say. Amen. Amen. If people are saying things, don't tune up and get in line with what they're saying. Because if they're saying it, they're going to have it. I'm not going to have what they say. I'm going to have what I say. Verse 16, when evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. Hmm. And he cast out the spirits with his word. With his word. Notice that. With his word, he cast them out. Is that right? What does that mean? The devil, the spirit, the demon had ears that were tuned to the voice of authority. And they knew when they were told to leave, they got to leave. Now, there are people even in our circles that will say, well, but that was Jesus. That was Jesus who just a few chapters later gave us and the apostles the same authority that he exercised here. Am I helping you? I I want you to do me a favor. You do whatever you want to do. Let me say it that way. But you'd be really better off if you would quit talking about how the devil's fighting. I'm going I'm to say something. If you've got complete authority over the devil, what does it matter if he's fighting? Why does it matter? Do we have victory or not? What's, where's he coming from? The position of trying to take our victory. Can he? Can he take it? Can't take it. Why? It's mine. I'm not giving it up. And that and that right and that's and that's why you put him to flight with the words of your mouth. The sword of the spirit is the spoken word of God. You take the written word and put it in your mouth, and when you speak the word of God, it cuts the devil long leaning often, and he's got to leave your life. Listen, because you said so. Because you said so. You said so. Well, how do you know that's going to happen? Because I said. Amen. Because I said. There are people sitting on the sound of my voice. I've watched things go, go get just start out here for your life and just look like it's really going to be a struggle. But it just, man, it just kept going and it got easier and it got easier and it got easier. And it wasn't just because of what God said through me to you. It was because you took what God said and said what God said in your situation. And God did what you said. God doesn't so much do what he said as he does what you say. Does that make sense? Everything God has said is finished. My job is to get in line with it and say what he said. He cast out the spirits with his word. Cast out the spirit with his words. Oh, hallelujah. Now, do you see that? Mm. Hmm. Let's go over to Matthew 12. 
Matthew 12. And uh, let's start in verse 34. Generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, people will very often say, you know, they'll be around somebody and that person will cuss and they'll go, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And you know, we're real quick to say, oh, yes, you did because out of the abundance of your heart, bless God, the mouth speaks. Well, that person saying that might not cuss, but then they'll talk the problem. Uh, excuse me, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. What happens to the problem when you talk the problem? It gets bigger. Why does it get bigger? Because, listen, just the way that you have the ability to speak to the mountain and tell it to move, if you, if you reverse that, you have the ability and the authority to make it worse. Amen. To add to it. Amen. Notice what he said. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you, but I say to you, notice, so they're talking about good things and evil things. But Jesus says, I say to you, but I say to you, every, everybody say every, every, every idle word that men shall speak, they will give an account in the day of judgment. For by your words, you'll be justified, and by your words, you'll be condemned. Every idle word, every inactive unemployed word, every lazy word, every useless word. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Every word that won't work to your benefit. Think about that. He said they'll give an account for it. That's important. Because to speak words negative to the word is an abuse of our authority. I'm using my authority in a manner that I was never supposed to use it. Amen. It can be something as simple as this. Well, I'm, I'm dealing with this situation and I just can't figure it out. No, and you never will. You never will. You will always be confused. Why? Because you said you can't figure it out. That's what you said. Right. Amen. And I, you understand? And if, if, if I don't rectify that, there will come a day. The indication here is that I may be asking why certain things didn't go right. And he says, you're going to give an account for every inoperative, lazy, useless, non-working word that you spoke. And, and we'll see, this didn't work out because this is what you said. Think about that. Somebody says, hey, what's going on here? Oh, I don't know. What did you just say? I do not have knowledge. Well, what do I say? Well, you got to figure out something to say. 
You don't want to go around saying, I don't know all the time. I don't understand. I can't figure out. Amen. I've started, listen, in my life, I saw somebody say, what are you going to do about this? I say, I'm inquiring of the Lord. I'm inquiring of the Lord. I'll pray about it. I'll get an answer. Answer's coming. Whatever it takes. But, but don't let those words come out of your mouth. I don't know. I can't figure out. I don't understand. That, that's, that's, the, that's your authority going to oper, into operation. Do, do you understand that? You, you can't quote 1 Corinthians 1.30 that Christ has been made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption and claim the wisdom of God and then out of the other side of your mouth say, I don't know, I don't understand, I can't figure out. Either you have the wisdom or you don't. If you have the wisdom, do you? Then what do you talk like? Like you have the wisdom. Well, what are we going to do? Well, I have the wisdom of God. It'll come to me. I'll know what to do. When the time's right, I'll know what to do. Why? Because I have the wisdom of God. Oh, hallelujah. Is that right? See, that's the operation of my authority. That's the operation of my authority. Now, run back over to Matthew. I hope I'm helping you. I don't... uh, Oh, glory. Matthew 8 and um, verse 5, when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy. He is grievously tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Hallelujah. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, we, we write songs about that. We, we sing a song, the word is enough. And, and certainly it is. But don't, don't miss it. Don't, don't miss what he's saying. The next verse, for I'm a man under authority. Right. Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed for. For. All right, he didn't stop with that. Just speak the word only and my servant will be healed. For, I understand something. In other words, if you speak the word, here's what I understand. Here's what I understand about words coming from a person of authority. I say to this man, go. And he goes. Don't miss that. I say to him, go. And he goes. I tell him to go, and I expect him to go. Why? Because I grabbed him. Pushed him down the aisle, grabbed him in the head. No, because I told him to go, right? I told him to go, and he goes. I say to another, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, hmm, and he does it. Notice all that times he said, I say, And he goes. I say, and he comes. 
I say, and he does it. This is important. No, don't let it go over your head. Don't sit there and act like you know what I'm saying. Get a hold of what God wants to say to you tonight. If there are gaps in my receiving, there's gaps in my saying. I cannot constantly, consistently receive if I'm not constantly, consistently, consistently declaring. It just, it, it won't work. Amen. He said, I say go, and he goes. I say come, and he comes. I say do this, and he does it. Why is that in the Word? Why is that there? Because if you tell it to go, it goes. If you tell it to come, it comes. And if you tell it to do something, it does what you tell it. That's, that's the breakdown of the operation of authority. It, it's all right here. The Lord told Charles Caps. He said, if my people understood authority the way this man understands authority, they would walk in the same kind of faith he walked in. Amen. Well, it was an understanding of authority. I understand how authority walks, works. You, you cannot... Work faith without authority, and you can't work authority without faith. Amen. You, you just can't. It's, it's what I say. Hallelujah. <laughs> this, this is a simple illustration. I'm watching my time here. You know, <laughs> have you ever, uh, oh, Lord, help me say this. Have you ever, you know, just, I know you don't do it anymore, but you used to. You, you, you'd get in your car or, or sitting in your house and you'd just turn on the radio or turn on a CD or, or whatever and, and, and play one of those, those sad songs and you could just feel the mood drop. <sighs> Amen. Here I stand with my finger on his doorbell and my mind goes back to what I did last night. You see, I finally talked his wife into leaving him. Woo, glory. (laughs) And the mood just, whoo. Amen. Or you were feeling kind of bad and you turned on the radio or got a CD or a tape out. Turn them on, turn them on, turn on those sad songs. When all hope is gone. Just tune in and turn them on. And you just sat there. Oh, close oh. Right? Well, it was just a song. No, it wasn't if it was coming out of your mouth. The more you sang it, the sadder you got. And it wasn't just because of the spirit on that song. It was because of the words coming out of your mouth. You sing enough beer-drinking songs, you're going to want to drink beer. Because your authority starts changing the way you perceive things. Right? And and people call that legalistic. I call it clean living and authority. Let me move right along. You you, you understand? You, You can't do that. Because your authority's speaking. You can't be singing songs about how you like to go to the club. 
You like to hang out with the fellas? Because your authority starts giving you that indication. You, you hear what I'm saying? You want your marriage to be successful? Use your authority. Don't be singing leaving songs. Say, won't you play another somebody done somebody wrong song? Oh, but Pastor, that was one of my favorite songs. It's not anymore. You're saved. You're born again. Nobody's leaving. If your spouse is with you tonight, you ought to look at them and figure something out. It's forever. Glory. How, why is it forever? Because I said so. And then, and then you, am I helping you with this? And then you start speaking those words over yourself. I love my wife like Christ loves the church. I nourish her. I cherish her. I give myself for her. Amen. Right? I'm keeping myself in line. What about her? Don't, don't try to use your authority on her. Amen. You do what you're supposed to do. And you let God deal with her. Amen. You know, just like women are, you know, Pastor Michelle talks about ducking and letting God deal with your husband. Guys, just back up. Amen. Well, every man in here, I'll try it. Just, just try it. Just back up. Just back up. Get out of the way. Right? Hey, glory. Amen. Your authority. Now, right on the other hand, you start singing songs about the Lord. The Lord's been good to me. Woo, glory. And you'll start thinking about the goodness of God. Remember we used to sing the song in, the, in church? When I think of His goodness and what He's done for me. When I think of His goodness and how He set me free. I could run, 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 run all night. Right? Uh, uh, right? Now people say, oh, now a wonderful song. It's the words coming out of your mouth. Is that right? It seems elementary, but people fall into that. Yeah, Pastor, there's nothing wrong with listening to some country music. Sure is when it's coming out of your mouth. Why do you want to pollute your heart with that? I said, why do you want to pollute your heart with that? I don't care who it is. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but you know, I, I really like his voice. Doesn't matter if it's polluting your heart. What did James say? He said, good water and bad water can't come out of the same fountain. What does that mean? Ladies and gentlemen, what does that mean? you got to be good or bad. Notice what, what Jesus, well, I won't take time to go back there. Jesus said in Matthew 12, what did he say? He said, either make the tree good. How do you make the tree good? you got to plant the right seed. If the tree's bad, you got to make it good. How do you make it good? The words you speak. Amen. Mm. Say, say, say that out loud right now. Say, I'm having, I'm having 
Whatever I'm saying. So I'm going to change what I'm saying. I know it's a little elementary, but I'm going to say it. Don't be talking about how stubborn your kids are. Don't be talking about how hard-headed they are, stiff-necked, rebellious. Tell you what, that one right there, boy, they got a, they got a stiff neck. Why would you say that? The Bible says the person that has a stiff neck will be broken and there will be no remedy for it. Is that what you want? No, that's not what I want. Then quit saying that. Amen. My, my children are preserved from this generation forever. My children are quick to hear and quick to obey the word of God. Father, I thank you that my children are turning from the power of darkness to the power of light. They're turning from the power of Satan to the power of God and they're receiving repentance. Yes. Amen. Amen. See, that's not just a confession. That's what you're saying. Nobody in your life has authority in your children's life like you do. Nobody. Even when they're adults, I'm still their dad. I'm still their dad. I, I have a door open that God foreordained to, as the father of that home. Amen. Amen. I, can, I can speak those things into their life. Does that make sense? Say it out loud. Say, my home, my home is going how I say it. So your home's at peace. Your home's at rest. Amen. Your children are saved. Your grandchildren are saved. Woo, glory. The, the Bible says that these things have been written down so that we can tell the next generation and that even the generation that has yet to be born will hear what we're saying. Because we're saying it. We're saying it. Lily said the other day, this is what I want and I can have it. Because you know, Daddy, we have what we say. Yes, we do. You hear what I'm saying? I tell it to go, and it goes. How do I know everything's going to go well for you because you're saying it? Amen. See, and, and he, I hope you're, you're getting what I'm saying. It's not just this theological component that we have keep our words right. When you release those words, there's authority that's released in the atmosphere that every devil, every demon, every angel, every agent of God must recognize. Amen. The Bible says the angels are hearkening to the voice of his word. When you tell it to go, it goes. Amen. You tell it to come, it comes. Regardless of the opposition. Is that right? But here's, here's another thing. If you're telling something to come that the angels are adversarial to, but you told it to come, they'll step back and let it come. The Lord told Charles Capps, he said, of course, he said, I don't bring sickness or disease. He said, or, or poverty or, or struggle. He said, but when my people speak those words, watch. He said, the angels step back, fold their wings and fold their hands and bow their heads. Right. Because they're not a party to that. 
I thought that was powerful. I don't want my angel standing there like this. I want him working. I want him working. You want him working. Say out loud, I want my angel working. Look here at Luke chapter 10. I know this is simple. But, uh, you know, this year, I'll be saved 48 years. Now, I hadn't been perfect. Hadn't been some years I was carnal. But here's, here's the point. My life has radically changed in the last 30 because of getting a hold of the Word. Amen. I, 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 and so what I'm saying, I'm teaching you what I've been walking out for the last 30 years. Amen. You know, we, this is a milestone year. This is a milestone year. 25 full-time years pastoring this church. Amen. 30 full-time years of marriage. Amen. Amen. You understand? Milestones, milestones in your life. There are people in here. You've been here the whole 25 years. And your life is better because of it. Amen. Not just because of me, because of the Word. There are others been here 18, 15, 10. Glory. You understand? No, no, notice this. Luke chapter 10. Actually go to Luke 9. And we'll start right there, and then we'll go to Luke 10. I want you to see something. Verse 1, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power. The word is dunamis, wonder-working power, and authority, exousia. Power and authority. The words can be used interchangeably because power has the element of authority and authority has the element of power. But when he says he gave them wonder-working power and authority, that means wonder-working power is not the end of it. Amen. It includes authority. Well, what would wonder-working power be? Laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. Amen. What would exousia be? Casting out devils with your word. Amen. I, I grew up in Pentecostal circles, and I watched them wrestle for hours with people that were demon-possessed. I mean wrestle. Wrestle with them, sweating. Sweat flying, snot flying, spit flying, blood flying. I had an uncle one time that was helping uh, cast out a devil out of a girl. And he was probably just as full of the devil as she was. <laughs> but nonetheless, she reached out. She had long fingernails. She reached out and scratched him down in the face, bleeding. And you know what they'd say? They'd step back and say, Ooh, well, it's a strong devil. Devil, you got to come out. And the devil would just go, oh, oh, oh. Is there a difference between you got to come out and get? Is there a difference? One is authority. 
One is religion. Tell you what, devil, you can't mess with my house anymore. And he sits back and goes, really? Watch me. Because you haven't said that much. Amen. Amen. You get out of my house. You get out of my family. Right? I'm going to tell you, you do whatever you want to with what I'm about to say. You shouldn't be having bad dreams. You shouldn't be having fearful dreams. You shouldn't be having a fearful presence in your home. Shouldn't be there. You shouldn't have oppression. You're in authority. It's my house. The peace of God rules in my house. Amen. Amen. But people put up with it. Oh, I've been having bad dreams. Why? Why are you putting up with it? You lay down on your bed at night. You say, I will not have bad dreams. I I refuse you access to my mind. You will not pollute my mind with your thoughts. I will lay me down and I will sleep. And I will get up in the morning because the Lord will sustain me. Got five minutes. Can you hang on? Do you understand the authority? Don't, don't put up with that. I said, don't put up with that. Religions always say, well, the devil's fighting. Well, you know, you tell somebody, I had a bad dream. Well, you know, the devil's always fighting. So what you're telling me is I just got to put up with this intrusion into my mind. Right? When I have the authority to tell him, Don't even talk. Don't even talk to me. My mother, my sister's here, Pastor Angela, and our mother. Our mother, when we were growing up, she was determined. Two things, that her kids weren't going to hell and that we were going to obey her. All I will say is were mother here, we would ask. Because I'm still Philip Wayne. Anyway, I'll respect my elders. <laughs> now, I'm joking. Uh, but, but. My mother had a habit. If she told you to do something, that was it. If she told you you couldn't go, that was it. And you could come back and here's what she would say. I'm not talking about that to you anymore. I said no. And it's about that way. Not nice. I didn't think it was nice. Because I heard her tell her that a lot. Ah. Of course, Dad would come home from meetings. And my sister would start on me immediately. Don't do anything to get us in trouble. Don't do anything to get us in trouble. Keep your mouth shut. Because I was always a person who wanted to know why. Well, you can't do that. Why? Because I said, well, why? It's not a good answer to me. 
inquiring minds want to know. But dad would have been gone, what, six months, three months, four months. Mother had had enough of us. She was working at a daycare and taking care of us. And, and I mean, don't, don't misunderstand me. We had a great life. But here's my point. At, after about four months, she'd had enough of why. Why not? How come? Can I go over here? My best friend's going here. No, you can't go. Why? He's going. Why can't I go? Anybody ever had that? Well, here's the point. Listen, here's, here's why she would say that. Because she knew that dad was coming home. Dad, dad didn't want to correct anybody. He hadn't been with us for months. But, but, if one of us got on the wrong side of the authority, mother was going to say this, get them both. Both of them need it. He'd come in that room and he said, boy, bend over the bed. And sometimes it wasn't even that. Sometimes it was just like a drug deal. It just bust the door down and here he came. I mean, you could hear it. Dad, dad, my, my dad uh, used his left hand because his, his right hand was, was uh, 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 weaker than his left hand. And, and you could hear that belt come out of the, out of the, out of the, the loops. And he could catch you going down the hall and tag you before you ever got out of the hall. And, and, and literally, the screaming was on. Ah! Ah! And, and, and you'd be on the bed, flopping like a flounder. Ah! Kicking your legs up. Ah! And he'd time it. Your legs would go up. Pop! Pop! Look like a tennis player. Pop! Pop! Breathing hard. Don't you ever, ever back. Don't you back. Don't pop. Don't you back talk. You'd look up. Mother would be standing in the door. Get her too. Get her too. She's like, I just been watching Farrah Fawcett. I wasn't doing nothing. I don't know, I guess they were storing it up. <laughs> Hallelujah. What, what, what? Now, that's, now you know all of our family <laughs> faults. What, what, what was the problem? Don't say anything. You'll get us in trouble. Right? Don't say anything. If you don't want it, don't say it. If you, if you want it to change, say it. And let stay said what you say. But I, I really feel led of the Lord to say that. There's things we should not just be putting up with like it's just normal. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were telling me, well, you know, I've been experiencing this oppression well, what have you done about it? I'm not, I'm not being uh, 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 accusatory. We are not supposed to just let the devil hammer our minds Amen. and not do something about it. Yes. I can. If I can, I should. Amen? 
Now, Luke chapter 9. Called his 12 disciples, gave them power and authority over all devils. Is that what it says? And to cure diseases. And what did he send them to preach? The kingdom of God. And to heal the sick. What is the kingdom of God? The authority of God is in the earth. Right? Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Well, actually, look at verse 1, and then we'll go to verse 19. We'll be done in just a moment. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70. Sent them two and two before his face into every city where he himself would come. Verse 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. He said, I beheld Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Hmm. Behold, I give unto you authority. The Weiss Bible says, I give you authority, authority to advance over serpents and scorpions and over all the power, authority of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Has it been given? Do I have it? I have authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Is there anything that's not left in all? No. I've got to take that authority. How, how do I exercise it? My words. My words. Amen. This is how it's going to go. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody starts talking about your circumstance, don't join in with them and talk about it. It's going to go the way you said it. Let it stay said. This is how it's going to happen. This is how it's going to happen. This is how it's going to be. Not going to be that way. It's going to be this way. Why? I have the authority in that situation. You believe that? I have the authority. Amen. Glory to God. How, how do you know things are turning? Because I said. Because I said. Amen. Amen. Let, let, look, look, look at one last verse. Mark chapter 11. I'll be done with this. I want to watch your time. Watch my time. I remember years ago. Reading a book by Buddy Harrison about authority, and in the foreword to the book, Brother Hagen wrote, and he said, I especially appreciated Buddy's insight into Mark 11, 23, and 24 uh, because he was talking about authority. You know, very often we have to understand the Bible is expanding revelation, it's, it's, we're supposed to expand the revelation in the Bible. And, you know, the, the, the Lord brought Brother Hagin off of his deathbed with these verses about believing God. You'll have what you say. Faith in God. You'll have what you say. 
But the more you study that and the more you look at it, you see that these verses are as much about the exercise of our authority as it is faith. Because you can't exercise faith without authority and you can't exercise authority without faith. And notice what he said. I'm going to hurry. I'm not going to take a lot of time to break these down. Uh, Verse 23, For truly I say to you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, Now, here's the thing. Shall not doubt what in his heart? What he said. A person in authority doesn't doubt what they say. If I tell you to go and you're in my employ, I believe you're going. If I tell you to come, I believe you're coming. If I tell you to do this, I believe you're doing it. So he said, notice... Shall say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart what he said, but shall believe what he said, that those things he saith will come to pass. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Believe you receive, and you shall have. So when you say it, you got to believe you receive it. Don't doubt that what you said is going to come to pass. He didn't say don't doubt what God said is going to come to pass. You can't do that either. But you can't doubt what you say is going to come to pass. That's in any area. Don't think you can speak what you don't want and it not come to pass. Because it's going to come to pass. And the only thing I can do is replace it. I got to replace words. I didn't mean to say that. Then say something else. Replace it. Pull that up. Put something else in its place. I'll I'll close with this. You can start getting your offering ready. Um, I was, uh, one day, I I had said something, uh, not negative, because, you know, I mean, I say that just to explain the story. I had said something about the... uh, the finances in the ministry. And uh, Pastor Michelle called me one day. I, was, I think I was here, and she was there, if I remember correctly. And uh, she said, uh, I-, I would like to ask you to do something. And I said, what's that? And she said, I'd like to ask you to replace what you said the other night. And it wasn't anything bad. But it might have been an open door. I just had to replace it. People will talk about their jobs. Well, you know, it's a good job, but they don't pay very much. Really, that's why you don't get very much. Because you say they don't pay very much. Well, it's a good job, but the authority isn't much. That's why. Lost my crowd. See, it's it's different when when I start saying that. Because I'll have what I say. Well, I want to do this, but, you know, uh, everybody tells me that's going to be difficult. That's going to be a challenge. Amen. Well, if you want a challenge and want things to be difficult, just let that stay said. Amen. Amen. I remember years ago I made the statement that I don't have financial struggles in my ministry. I refuse to struggle financially. 
I won't do it. And you've heard me say that for 20 plus years. I will not struggle financially. I will not have a financial deficit. Amen. And I'm not going to. Amen. We, we decided we wanted to give our employees, our staff, raises, and we wanted to give them bonuses every year. So we just started saying, we're capable of giving raises and bonuses every year. Amen. Every year. Amen. I say, my wife and I say all the time, we are, thank you, Father, that we are able to pay our staff on a level that they would, if they were working in the secular field, that they can make as much with us as they make with them. And we're consistently working on making that happen. Amen. Amen. We'll have what we say.